Sad, 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 What's up, y'all? Said love, it's time for Come On, Son, the podcast, brought to you by CigarsInternational.com. Um, I'm working right now in Chicago, and um, the 104.3 Jams, you can get it on the radio.com uh, app or online, radio.com, find 104.3 Jams, Chicago. Uh, number one for throwbacks, thank God, number one station in Chicago right now. I've been in Chicago for about a month, and I find that there is a really, really huge cigar population here, for lack of a better word. There's a lot of people that smoke cigars here, but the difference that I find between here and Atlanta, most of these uh, cigar shops out here are BYOB establishments because there's some law here in the city of Chicago that if you have cigars and alcohol in the same place that from what I was led to believe is that alcohol can't make up more than 20% of your revenue. So there's a lot of people out here that have really nice places that don't want to have a bar here. So why have a bar and sell alcohol if it can't make up more than 20% of your entire revenue? But if you ever visit Chicago, I just want you to know that there is a big cigar population here, actually, I was at a cigar event thrown by the firm yesterday in the Truth Italian restaurant. It was really, 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 really nice, and there's a lot of people that smoke cigars, so there's a huge cigar community out here. So if you're listening, and um, one of my biggest markets for my podcast is Chicago, cigarsinternational.com should be your destination for all your purchases, and um, if you put in Ed 10 off that's ed the number 10 not t-e-n but one zero o-f-f you get 10 percent off your entire purchase when you check out at cigarsinternational.com and it's just a lot of people out here in chicago that smoke cigars and i'm a lover of of cigars so i'm very happy to be amongst the great people of the windy city chicago that love cigars so go to Cigar International, CigarInternational.com. Whatever you purchase, when you check out, add 10OFF for 10% off your entire purchase. Uh, big shout out to the Smoke Fellas who uh, gave me a beautiful uh, drinking cup and T-shirts. And I just want to shout them out. And Diva Leaf, a, a bunch of ladies that I hang out with here in Chicago. And they are avid cigar smokers and knowledgeable about what they smoke and everything, man. So big up to them, man. And thanks to everybody out there that listens to the podcast. And rest in peace, as always, the Combat Jack, without whom my podcast life would not be possible. Shout out to A. King all the time, keeping Combat Jack's name alive. Um, Premium Pete, keeping Combat Jack's name alive. My executive producer, Krista Hayes keeps come on son the podcast alive and if you listen to this podcast please tell somebody that you've been checking out come on son the podcast please because a lot of people ask me you know to do a podcast and i'm doing a podcast and it's been great i mean i did the usa thing live the usa uh uh biggie and tupac live 
thing in Atlanta, and that turned out great. And there's a lot of people out there now that's suddenly dipping their foot into the podcast game. And uh, really, it's not easy because you you got to come up with something compelling that people want to hear all the time. And it's you know it's not just about having a guest all the time. Like I think if you're a good podcaster, you should be able to hold a podcast down by yourself. I mean, you don't always you're not always going to get a guest, so you should be able to have an intelligent conversation to talk about some something that somebody wants to hear by yourself without having a guest. And if you're going to have a guest, please learn the interview because there's too many times I've heard some podcasts and you have people on there and, and you really don't know how to interview, you know, and be yourself, man. You know, no matter what anybody else is doing, big shout out to Nori um, with his podcast, no matter what other people are doing, you have to figure out a way to be yourself. You got to, you got to find who you are and why would people want to listen to what you have to say. And that's, that's really important. Don't forget June 1st, the 30th anniversary of Young TV Raps um, is going down at the Barclays Center. Um, a lot of artists on that show like KRS-One, Yo-Yo, um, lot. It's just it's DOS Effects, EPMD, Eric B. and Rakim, uh, Flavor Flav. It's just a lot of people that's going to be on that show. You can get tickets at Ticketmaster. It's June 1st at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Yom TV Raps 30 year anniversary concert. Um, so I'm very happy about that and very proud of the work that we did with Yom TV Raps. Extremely proud of the work that we did during one of the greatest eras of hip hop, um, which people like to call the golden era. And I think we should celebrate it now because we're seeing so many people pass away. Craig Mack just passed away, Big T. Just passed away from one of my favorite songs from the South. Want to be a baller, shot caller, 20-inch blades on the Impala. I just heard that he passed away, so I want to say rest in peace to him. On this podcast today, man, um, I think I want to talk about rights. Because as Americans, we're supposed to have rights, right? That's what... uh, Constitution says that everybody's supposed to have rights, but as you all know, I'm an African American man. When we were, when my ancestors were first brought to this country, we were looked at as property and not men or women or children. We were brought here to work the fields and to work the land, and we were viewed as property. Um, as a piece of property, the owners can do whatever they want to do with it. Now. You have properties that are like buildings and animals and that had more rights than African-Americans when we were brought to this country. But here we are, 2018, and people's rights are still being stomped on. And not just African-Americans. I mean just basic human rights. We all heard the, the Kanye West, slavery was a choice, ridiculousness. Not even going to get into that because it's just a slap in the face to all our ancestors that worked hard, were whipped, lynched, all of that so that he can have whatever rights that he wanted. And I talked about it a little bit on the last podcast. I don't know if this has anything to do with the Trump administration, but it seems to me that we're going backwards a little bit, like actually a lot. 
you have the incident that happened at the Starbucks in Philadelphia where the two African-American men were arrested for sitting in a Starbucks. And then Starbucks had to apologize, and they settled out of court with Starbucks and the city of Philadelphia because they actually ended up spending damn near the whole night in jail for sitting in a Starbucks waiting to have a meeting. Um, you got the young lady that was in Waffle House, which is very popular for those who live in cities that doesn't have that don't have, excuse me, Waffle House. Um, it's a very very popular restaurant. It serves a lot of breakfast foods and stuff like that, and it stays open pretty late. So usually, when there's a Waffle House, people will go out, or and they'll stop at Waffle House. And a lot of times on a Sunday morning, you want to you know some eggs and. Maybe a you know a tough steak, but you know a waffle. You go to Waffle House. It's pretty affordable, and a lot of people go there late at night, and a lot of people go there during the day and stuff like that because it's affordable and it's decent, especially if you catch a clean one. But that's another story altogether. So the young lady went to the Waffle House, ended up getting arrested for arguing with a Waffle House employee about an extra fork, plastic fork, takeaway that she wanted for her takeaway order. She ended up getting arrested. Police responded ridiculously. Saw something else with Waffle House, and some young man got choked out by the police. Waffle House employees calling the police like crazy. Young lady, African-American, in a uh, common part of the quad at Yale, or was it Harvard? One of those Ivy League schools. But she got the cops called on her by a white woman because she was sleeping. And they demanded to see her ID, and she's like, you know, I don't have to justify who I am to you. Here's my dorm room key, and I'm opening the door. So if I got this key, obviously, I belong here. Another black student at the same college or university got the cops called on him for being in the staircase by the same white young lady. Um, just saw something in my Oakland, California. African-American men were having a barbecue in the park, and a white lady called the cops on them. Cops came, they weren't doing anything wrong. She got embarrassed, she starts crying, somebody's videotaping it, she looks dumb, okay? It's just, they're fucking with your rights. And I don't know if this has anything to do with the President of the United States, but some of the things that he has said has become so divisive to this country that I think it makes other people feel like this is our country and you should be honored to live here and you should be honored to be here, but don't be where we don't think you're supposed to be or we calling the cops. And that's fucked up. And that's not the way we're supposed to be able to live in this country. Like, suppose you turned the tables and just started calling the cops on white people, like for whatever you saw them doing that was wrong or you, or you deemed to be wrong. Like, if you saw them walking through your neighborhood and you're just like, oh, my God, what is the white dude doing in our neighborhood? He must be stealing and you call the police on them. Or if you saw them doing something like dancing uh, to hip-hop music, uh, you know, some dumb shit like that, you call the cops on them. Or if it's an all-black college, uh, HBCU, and you saw a white dude sleep in the community area, maybe he was studying, he fell asleep, would you? and you call the cops on them. Like, that would be ridiculous. Like, you're violating people's civil rights and human rights too, man. And... I think we've come to a point in this country where we just feel like, you know, you don't have the right. Like, social media also 
that's made it so people don't feel like they have a right. You know, like, you look at all of this shit, and people just, they bugging out. Just bugging out clear across the board. Like, all of these neo-Nazi groups and Ku Klux Klan groups, you can't stop them if you wanted to for having a rally or having a parade. That's their right. I don't happen to agree with it, but that's their right. And in this world, we've made to feel like we don't have rights. And I'm not just talking about African Americans. Like, you have to think back to the time when we didn't have the right to do a lot of shit, but you also have to think back to the time when women didn't have the right to do a lot of shit. That's why you see women stepping up now with this Me Too movement and pointing out people like Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby and so on and so forth, and it continues, where these men just thought that as men and, and wealthy men and men that did well, that it was just their right to touch you inappropriately, Matt Law, say sexual shit to you that make sexual advances towards you that you didn't welcome and hang your career and your life opportunity and your lifeline and blackball you from whatever business you chose to be in, whether it's corporate or entertainment and hurt you financially and hurt your right to make a living just because they have power and they're men. Women didn't have the right to vote for a long time. Why? Because men felt like white men, because it wasn't us, we didn't have the right to vote either. White men felt like you just be quiet. You're a dumbass woman and you do what the fuck I say to do and you shouldn't vote unless we don't need your vote. From the beginning of time, white men made all the rules in the United States of America. They're, they're the ones that drew up the Constitution. There was no white women involved in that. There was no African Americans involved in that. The forefathers who we celebrate so dearly in this country were a bunch of white men. And I feel like white men and now women in this country feels like feel like this is our country and the rest of y'all should just be happy to live here and take whatever little fucking crumbs that we give you. That's why you see all these groups that's, that's standing up for their rights. Everybody's jumping out the window now about, about their rights. And, it, and it's good. They should have rights. Everybody should have rights. Neo-Nazis, Klan members should have a right to think whatever the fuck they want to think. I don't agree with you, but it's your right. Long as you see the difference is, long as you're not hurting nobody. The difference is some of these people that try to deny you your rights have the power, okay, for you not to get an education, not to get the job you want, not to advance in the job you want or the field of your choice. That's where the problem is. The problem is not that you don't want to stand next to me because I'm black or I'm a woman or I'm gay. That's not the problem. That's your right to not want to fuck with me. But you can't oppress me. You can have your right to not agree with me, but you can't oppress me. And that's the problem right there. That's the problem. Like, you see a lot of people that would say, oh, the gay community, this, that, and the third, and then they will build you up because they have so much power in this country. They would stamp you as being homophobic or anti-LGBTQ. No, you don't have to agree with them. 
but they have rights. It's their right. If, 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 if somebody want to be in love with the same sex, that's your right. But don't knock a person that doesn't agree with it. They don't, as long as they're not trying to oppress you in any manner, then they're not hurting you. They have the right to not agree with your lifestyle. That's their right. Just like a lot of people from different religions don't agree with other religions, but, but when you start talking about that person's right to live, that's a whole different ballgame right there. When you start talking about that person's right to practice their religion the way they feel like they want to practice their religion and you try to blow their church up or stomp them from doing this, that, that's when you run into the problems of shit being right and wrong. That's when you. That's when the shit is fucked up. Saying, I can only go off of my experiences, right, of being an African-American and knowing what I know from my mom and my dad and my grandparents and slavery, <coughs> excuse me, sharecropping and all of that. The problem was once we became free as African-Americans, once we got the rights not to be slaves anymore, the oppression continued. That's the problem. It wasn't the real, it wasn't the separation of, okay, this is white and this is black. If they didn't fuck with us, we'd have been fine. Feel what I'm saying? Listen before you, you, you about to jump out the window and get this opinion that Ed Lovers bugging. No, it wasn't the problem of us being separate. It's the problem of us not being equal. There are a lot of people in this country that wanted us to be separate but equal. Let us build our own banks. Let us do our own thing. Let us, let us have patents so we can have generational wealth. We don't care. If y'all don't want to fuck with us, cool. Don't fuck with us, but don't stop us from doing our thing over here. The problem was they didn't want to fuck with us and they wanted to sh stop us from having basic human rights. That's what the problem was. It's not that you don't agree. That it's, you don't, it doesn't make you homophobic for not agreeing with the homosexual lifestyle. It makes you homophobic for trying to oppress their rights, their human rights to work, their human rights to go to school, their human rights to get an education, their human rights to sit right next to you in a job and do the same job you're doing. That's when, that's when shit is fucked up. There's a lot of men out here that really don't like women for some odd reason. Either they're intimidated by them or they just look at them as sexual objects and they just fuck with them. But you don't have the right to try to squash them based on the fact that you feel superior because you're a man. And that's the problem. You don't have to agree with everything that comes out of a woman's mouth. You don't have to agree with them when they say, well, we got to work and y'all do this and y'all do that and y'all do the third. Okay, fine. You don't have to agree with that. Some, some men think, hey, I think I want my woman to be a nurturer and to take care of the kids. And that's what it says in the Bible. But if a woman doesn't want to do that, you don't have the right to oppress her. And that's what's going on in this country. We're trying to oppress people, not me, because I ain't with that shit. But I'm saying a lot of people are trying to oppress other people because they don't agree with whatever it is they don't like about them, whether they be women, whether they be black, whether they be Asian, whether they be homosexual, whether they be whatever. We can't march for our rights, but let something go wrong with white men and it's got to get fixed immediately because they feel like they need to just grab hold of this country 
and run it. And if you're a white man and you're listening and this ain't you, fine. But I'm talking about what I know and what I'm seeing right now. White men felt displaced under the Barack Obama administration. They felt like it was too many liberals doing their thing and too many people who weren't supposed to be in power were getting power. It's all about power. Shutting your rights down is all about having power over you, no matter what your gender is, no matter what your sexual orientation is, or your ethnicity. It's all about shutting you down so I can have the power. What I tell y'all from the beginning of times, who are the forefathers of this country? Every last one of them were white men. No women. Nobody of any ethnicity but white men. Once they feel like that grip that they have, that stronghold they have on this country, whether, albeit whether it be industry, politics, education, who gets educated and who doesn't, blue-collar jobs, factory jobs, civil service workers, if they don't have that stranglehold on that shit that makes money and gives them power, that's when everybody starts having a problem. That's when they have a problem. Eddie Huang, who did, who has a show on Vice, sat down and spoke to this white man, and he told him, yeah, that's what it's all about. We want our power back. We want our power over everybody. And that's what it's supposed to be about. That's why they want, I'm taking some chicken out right now while I'm talking to y'all, because I'm at home doing this on my recorder. Um, that's why they don't want you to have any rights. That's why they want to deny your rights. How we got a president that say he walk up to women and grab them by the pussy because I'm famous, I can do that, and then women go out and vote for this for this man. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. He wants to deny you your rights, your basic rights as a woman. He feels like he could walk up on you as a woman and do what the fuck he wants to do with you because you're nothing but a dumb-ass woman here, here on this earth to satisfy me sexually. And they voted for him. Why? Because white folks felt displaced. They felt they was losing control. I'm white. Fuck that. If I'm going to put him in there, no matter what little idiosyncrasies he may have, I'm going to put him, a man who had no political experience whatsoever. I'm going to put him in charge of this country because he's a male and he's white and he's going to give back to us what we lost under the Obama administration and all those liberals. Make America great again meant make America great again for white people. But not really white women, but y'all fell for it, though. It meant make America great again for white men. That's what it really meant. And a lot of people out there fell for it. And it's your right. It's your right. We demonize people who have different views of, of, of our views, even in, in other countries. I'm trying to figure out when did we become the boss of everything that goes on in this world? When did, when, when did we become the people that can say what you can have and what you can't have? We went into the Iraq war because Saddam Hussein allegedly had weapons of mass destruction. America has weapons of mass destruction. How come Russia has weapons of mass destruction? How come we didn't run up, run up in, in Russia? 
Russia probably more of a threat to us than Hussein. Why we ain't run up on Russia? Because we scared to death of Russia. So we're going to pick a fight with the little guy. Right? And then we find out they didn't. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. We found out they ain't have shit. And nothing happened. Oh, we made a mistake. Thousands of lives lost. Thousands of children killed. We denied them their right to be a country. Nobody said anything. But you got to wave the fucking American flag. Colin Kaepernick is not playing professional football right now. Why? Because the white men that run the NFL denied him his rights to kneel down, okay, to kneel down on one knee because he disagreed with standing up and saluting the principles that are bullshit principles. Take it all the way back to Craig Hodges that was on the Bulls. The Bulls won the championship. He's on one of the championships. He might have been on three. I would have to do my research and check, but you can Google it. He might have been on three. Three championship Bulls teams. He stopped standing up for the American flag at the national anthem. That's when the NBA changed the rules that all players had to stand up. Abdul Rauf converted to becoming a Muslim. He wouldn't really acknowledge it. They got him out of the league. They got Craig Hodges out of the league. And now here's Colin Kaepernick all these years later. He's out of the league. That's his right, whether you agree with it or not. Every player that took a knee, now they, they, it's their right. Now they're debating that if you want to do that, you may have to stay in the locker room and do it, and then you can come out after because we don't want you to see you on the sideline protesting police brutality against African-Americans in this country. That's what it was all about. But they, now they denied his right to play professional football, and he's suing the NFL right now. Denying his right to earn a living based on his taking a knee and protest. I thought we had to, I thought that was, you know, our right. I thought it was your right. If you want to stand up for the national anthem, I know a lot of people, and I go to a lot of sporting events, right? A lot of people do not stand up for old Canada, the Canadian national anthem. I don't pay no fucking attention to it. But you don't feel like you're disrespecting another country's flag? Well, let a Canadian not stand up for the American flag during the national anthem. You just, the shit just don't make no sense to me. It doesn't make a speck of sense. And it's so out of control that it's touched social media by leaps and bounds. We so fan crazy, we standing. Standing, like you're not even being a fan, you being a stand. That we've developed teams on our favorite artists, and somebody else can't say that they don't think that that person is good without a group of people jumping down their throat. Can't say, um, two Nicki Minaj songs just put out. Uh, Bullshit to me. Oh, fuck you. Nikki's the queen. Beyonce's the queen. Rihanna's amazing. She putting out the Savage by Fenty 
That shit is everything. That's life. I've seen people put this on their stuff, on their Instagram and on their social media. They, they, that just gave me life. God gave you life. Jesus gave you life. How did Rihanna's lingerie give you life? Why does Kylie Jenner make a million dollars a tweet? Because chic. Now that's your right. I just don't feel like, don't jump down my throat if I say I ain't with it because it's my right. Like, that's my point here. We're talking about rights. You have a right to fan out over Rihanna, Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, Kim, Chloe, Kylie, Kanye. You have a right. That's your right. If you want to think everything that they do is super crazy, if you want to think Kanye is a genius, fine. I have a right to say nah without you trying to oppress me, without you calling me out my name. Because when you say you like it, I don't get on your page and or follow you just the, uh, the anti-Kanye group and try to fuck with you the way they fucking with R. Kelly, which is really ridiculous. R. Kelly has not been convicted of a crime. He has not been convicted of a crime. He's been convicted in the court of public opinion Spotify is wrong for taking Kanye, for taking, I'm about to say Kanye West, R. Kelly off their curated playlist. It's their right to disagree with R. Kelly's lifestyle, but to oppress R. Kelly is wrong. You're denying him his rights because you know taking them off your curated playlist is going to hurt him financially. That is absolutely wrong. He's not been convicted of a crime. He went to trial and he was acquitted. Are you gonna take Michael Jackson off your playlist, off your curated playlist? Are you gonna take all of these other people that have been accused of a crime off your playlist? Are you gonna take Gucci Mane who went to prison? Not for nothing sexual, but still, he went to prison. Are you gonna take him off your curated playlist? So every time everybody gets arrested or anybody gets accused of anything, if you don't fucking agree with it, they get taken off your curated playlist. Depends on what it is. So now you're faking the Me Too movement. All right? Is anybody taking any movie that Harvey Weinstein was involved with out of the theaters or off of Blu-ray? All the movies that came from the Weinstein Company or New Line when they owned it, okay, including Who's the Man, which was a new line production, was my movie with Dre, does all those movies have to disappear now because Harvey Weinstein, who hasn't been convicted of a crime, who's been convicted in the court of public opinion, who all of these women have come forward and say he's done sexually inappropriate things to them, does, does all his hard work have to disappear? So we start taking his shit out of the theaters. Like, I really want to know this. Does all the Harvey Weinstein shit get, get deleted for everything? All the shit he's done. Like, like they doing with, with Temple taking back Bill Cosby's, you know, honorary doctorate. They want to take the Cosby show off the of television. No memory of America's greatest dad. He's been convicted of three counts of sexual 
assault, looking at 30 years, may possibly go to prison for 30 years at 80 years old. Um, they want to erase that, but do we erase anything that Harvey Weinstein was involved with? Why is there one set of rules for the black man and one set of rules for the white man? Why we can't have the same rights? That's what this whole podcast has been about, rights. Why can't R. Kelly be afforded the same rights that were afforded to Hugh Hefner? Think about it. You may not agree with me, and that's your right. I'm not trying to force my opinion down your throat. I'm just telling you, it's about rights, right? Hugh Hefner lived with a bunch of women in a Playboy mansion. He exploited women for his own financial benefit. They were 21. R. Kelly now is dealing with 18, 19, 20 years old, totally legal. If you look at some of these states around the country, some women can still get married at 16. If they choose to live with R. Kelly, that's their choice. R. Kelly's got some magic dick dust that he's putting on these women. Some magic dick dust that he's putting on these women that's keeping them, always holding them hostage. Would you believe that shit? Hugh Hefner wasn't holding anybody hostage because it was the Playboy, and the Playboy shit was cool. And it was cool to open a magazine and see a woman spreading her pussy, and it was so liberating for women to do that. Really? While Hugh Hefner made millions, I said Hefner, Hefner made millions and millions of dollars and lived in the Playboy mansion full of women, and nobody said shit. But if R. Kelly wants to live his life similar to Hugh Hefner's, then he must be holding them hostage. Because it doesn't morally fit with what you want. Hmm. If a man loves two women and wants to be with two women or three women and everybody agrees with it, what's your problem? Because it doesn't morally fit with your comp. It's not on you. Your radar, it doesn't morally fit with, with, with what you think, so you want to oppress them? It's getting back to rights, folks. You can't have it both ways. You can't want your rights and then want to deny somebody else their rights based on their lifestyle. You can't do it. This was the same way you can't deny anybody their rights based on their ethnicity, sexual orientation, or the color of their skin. We falling for this dumb shit. Dumb shit. Million seven followers little Tay had, and we just found out that that whole shit was a fake. So if you were following her, you should feel stupid. On Twitter or, or Instagram, you should feel ridiculous. Her mother lost her job for faking. This is how bad we want to be famous. We willing to fake it. Her mother lost her real estate job for letting this girl shoot videos in other people's mansions and touching other people's cars. Like, she was going into these high-end houses, finding their keys to their cars, and letting this little girl shoot videos talking about what she had and what she did, and she ain't got shit. Her right to do it, my right to disagree with it. Now, her mother did broke the rules of the establishment or business that she was working for, so she got fired for that. Shit is crazy. Like I really, I really, I really don't get it. I really don't get how 
this country can be so beautiful and wonderful and so foul at the same time because it's what people want. The majority will, will fucking oppress the shit out of the minority every single time and then lie to you in your face and lie on the world stage saying that <coughs> those kind of things don't happen. We fly that flag, we, we run them planes over the top, praise our veterans every Veterans Day, put our hand on our heart, thank, thank you to our men and women for their service to this country, and then they come home and you deny them their rights. You don't even take care of them. Some of these guys have post-traumatic stress disorder, takes them six to seven months to almost a year to see a doctor when they don't serve the country that so-called cares about them. You're denying them their rights after they put their life on the line for you. They put their life on the line for what you told them was a threat that really actually was never a threat because Saddam Hussein never had weapons of mass destruction. So we went into war and lost lives and lost limbs for nothing. Because <clears throat> the powers that be said so. To me, that's denying somebody their right to life. That's denying them. I'm proud to be a serviceman. You see them bullshit commercials on TV all the time? Most of us got somebody who served in one of the wars. Vietnam, Korea, any war. Maybe even right now. You know, you're young enough, you listen to this, you got an uncle or somebody that went over there in Iraq and Iran and fought thinking that they were doing the right thing because they were a constant threat, a real, live threat. Not thinking that this invasion is denying these people their rights. And then when you came home, America denied you your right. Not only take care of your family if you get killed, is fucked up. I don't even know what the answer is, but I'm telling you what's going on right now, what I see from my perspective. Some people are going to agree, some people are going to disagree, but this is what I see from my perspective that all over, all over this country, people are being denied their rights. And we're supposed to have inalienable rights. And it's just trickling down and it's becoming not even now more so the police. Like we had the Black Lives Matter movement where the police was denying us the right to live based on the fact that we were black and shooting us down like dogs in the street. But police brutality against African-Americans and the denial of rights against African-Americans have been going on in this country for as long as my ass can remember and probably my mom can remember. And probably my grandfather could remember how he'd be living today. So it's nothing new. It's something that we learn to navigate and get around because we know according to white men in this country, black folks shouldn't have any rights. But now it's spilling down and it's rearing its ugly head again with regular citizens of the United States, like the rights that we thought that we had, the right to go into a Starbucks and sit down, the right to go to an Ivy League college and not be bothered, 
is starting to rear its ugly head. There's a football coach that got fired, and he's suing because in New Jersey, he's suing because they said he was putting too many black players on the high school football team. And it's a mainly white community, and they want to see some more white football players on the team. And then, of course, school board said, nah, that never happened. That's not why. It's not why we fired him. Nah, because of such and such and such and such and such. And he said, I was told. I have paperwork and I have recordings. He's going to win that case. Now, can you imagine that? I am a, There's too many black kids on the football team. So you want to deny these kids their right to play football just because you need to put somebody on the team that can't play as well as they can based on the color of their skin? You're denying them their right to play high school football because the community wants to see more white kids on the team. Do you want to win or do you just want to see more white kids whether or not they're good? Doesn't matter. So you feel like that coach was denying white kids just because they were white to play football in high school. It's some real retarded shit going down out there, y'all. I just want to share that with you. You have a right. You have a right to like something. You have a right not to like something. But you don't have a right to oppress anything or anybody. You have the right to say, I don't agree with the homosexual lifestyle. Homosexuals, you have a right to say, I don't agree with the heterosexual lifestyle. But... If you are in charge of a Fortune 500 company, you don't have the right not to hire somebody based on the fact that they're heterosexual or homosexual or woman or Jew or African-American or Italian or Spanish or Mediterranean or Greek or English. You don't have the right to not hire and oppress somebody based on Religion, ethnicity, sexuality, married, unmarried, single. Oh, no, we just hire married people here. You single, you can't work here. You can't do that. You can't oppress people based on the color of their skin. You can't based on the ethnicity or their sexual orientation. You cannot do it. That's when we have a problem. It's not disagreeing with anything that someone else does. That's your right. That's your, I would really rather know, okay, that somebody don't like me because I'm black than somebody laugh and smile in my face and then oppress me for it. I would rather have a job where I can move up and there's a white owner there. I know this shit ain't gonna never happen, but there's a white owner of the company that just really don't wanna fuck with me socially. But Ed, you do a great job here. Keep on moving up. Just stay your ass over there. I would rather have that than somebody that's smiling in my face and go, no, it's, it's all good, and then just quietly closet racist or, you know, a, a, a closet motherfucker. No, we definitely embrace women here at, at, at NBC or ABC or CBS. Quiet. If you could do the job, you're smart, great. You are hired. As long as you sucking this dick, 
as long as you let me finger fuck you in your ass whenever I want to. That's crazy. Think about the way this country has been built from day one, oppressing women, oppressing the Indians, oppressing the blacks, oppressing the Jews. Think about who the fucking forefathers were and why are we celebrating these motherfuckers? And ain't in a slap in the face every time you got to see their name up on a building. As oppressive as this country is, you just don't, you know, you want to wipe away everything Bill Cosby did, but you don't want to wipe away the fact that Thomas Jefferson and George Washington and all these motherfuckers had slaves and had his slaves to shit beat out of all of them. What the fuck is a good slave master? It is no fucking thing. Oh, he was a very benevolent slave owner. Fuck out of here. He still treated people like they were his property. Oh, well, that's the way things were. No, so the things are not like that no more, so his name shouldn't be on shit. You can't deny R. Kelly the right to come in a concert. The only right you have is not to buy the ticket. That's your right. If I don't want to see somebody, I just don't listen to their music or buy their ticket. It's not based on who they are. It's based on the fact that I just don't enjoy the music. That's it. Stop trying to oppress other people based on what you like. Muslims have just as many rights. We had a little while ago, we was on a fucking get every Muslim out of this country kick. They have just as many rights to be here as anybody else. Oh, the fucking Mexicans. Now a, Mexicans got to go. Let's build a wall around Mexico. Get them Mexicans the fuck out of here. No, mm-mm. We don't care if you was born in this country. No, you got to go. No, we need our jobs. Them the ones, them the ones, that's the shit that I've been hearing for the last 15 years. They the ones taking all the jobs. They're taking jobs you don't want. Stop trying to oppress people. Let everybody have their inalienable rights as human beings. You can disagree with it, but you can't oppress it. Y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about your ass next Monday. Be good if you can. Be good. Be careful. You can't be careful. Name your baby civil and human rights if you have twins, okay? Thanks to uh, Krista Hayes and for all the hard work that she does on this podcast every single week. We appreciate it. Thanks to my title sponsor, CigarsInternational.com. We appreciate you. Until the next time we ride together, slide together, laugh out loud together, Ed Lover, Krista Hayes saying God bless each and every one of y'all. Thank you so much for tuning me in and not tuning me out. And remember, I always give you the good shit and not the bullshit, even when you don't agree with it. Come on, son. Now get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Kimana Paulus and Krista Hayes. Recorded at Mean Street Studios in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast.